Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, the number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Today's topic is Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to tonight's episode uh, from the streets to the pulpit. I'm your host, number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight, we're going to talk about um, are we being black racist? I've been hearing people in the black community talk about spending their money with only black American-owned businesses. And it raised a question in my head. What are you doing different than racist white Americans as business owners? They don't want to service black Americans. That same idea is being perpetuated on both sides of the American color spectrum. The funny thing is the money is green. Everyone will spend it and accept it as a form of currency. So there's no such thing as a black dollar, nor a white dollar, because money doesn't have an owner, just a spender. I believe that our energy and motivation is in the wrong direction. No one is talking about investing in black American-owned businesses. Everyone is just talking about spending money. Some would argue semantics. Here's the difference. When you're spending money, it's an exchange for a product or service. When you invest, you provide or endow someone or something with a particular quality or attribute. Multiple um, definitions. No one is saying that I'm going to employ that black American man to work with or for me. Instead, I'm going to go hire the Mexicans. There's no knock on anyone. But my question is, are you any different? than the idealists that you're fighting against? Are you being a black racist? Without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Are we being black racist? Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, you know, I, too, have the experience of you know, talking to different individuals, whether, you know, they're doing business with me or um, looking to do business with someone that I know. And um, that request has been asked, you know, when I refer um, clients or customers out for a service, um, say, I prefer to deal with someone Black. I prefer to do business um, with black people. You know, we need to build our community. So it's time for us to start supporting um, each other in our own businesses. And I understand that. You know, quite frankly, I get it. Um, the problem with that for me is. 
walking by faith, knowing God doesn't set those limitations. So if you're going to make a a purchase of some sort, um, a car, home, or boat, or, you know, something like that, um, you know, first of all, in order to get to the position, to that position, God had to put you there. But second of all, it's how do you limit yourself? Why would you limit yourself that way? <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. God can use a black-owned business to bless you just as well as he can any other. But the fact of the matter is that when we make these requests or we limit ourselves or exclude um other businesses from our search or our quest, um, we're no better than the rest of them. You know, we, in one breath, we we want equal rights and we want um, to be treated equally and we want this systematic racism to stop. But in the other breath, we are sort of perpetuating a systematic racism because now we're saying you know we're we're excluding businesses from our quest, and it's not necessarily for me when you're doing business with someone like you said, the money is green all day long it it will spend anywhere i mean people can do business with whom they choose but the 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 problem is is that God may not be able to bless you in the way that he wants to bless you. If you're limiting yourself, I agree 100% with that. Um, I know we're going to have people to argue um, what we mean by endow. And endow means to provide a quality, an ability, or an asset. Give or bequest an income or property to a person or institution. So that is what we, when I say endowed, that's what I'm referring to. But what I want people to understand is when we limit ourselves, then you wonder why certain blessings aren't flowing through. That's because of your limitations. Every Every business transaction is an opportunity to teach or to learn. When you walk into a place and you don't feel as though you're being treated a certain way or respected a certain way, you can either walk out or you can bring it to their attention. Because what if? Just what if they don't know what they're doing is unacceptable? Just what if? You talk, right. you talk about buying buying black. How who when you let's say you buy a car, a used car. You don't know who had that car. You don't know if that that dollar is sent in the black community because you don't know if the previous owner was black. So that doesn't make sense. You go to a restaurant, a black owned restaurant, they get their suppliers from somewhere. They get their ingredients inventory from somewhere. How do you know it's from a um, vendor? You don't know. So we got to get away from from saying, well, or limiting ourselves 
to only want to do business with one particular group because it sounds just like the idealist that we're, in a sense, fighting against. And I say that because racism is, in my opinion, is an idea, a cult. Right. So so if we're trying to move toward um, inclusion, then we need to stop excluding. And don't get me wrong, I understand the 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 weight of where we are right now. When I say weight, I mean the heaviness of where we are in the world right now with the um, systematic racism and the injustice um, and, and with the, you know, riots and and just different, all types of, of different hatred coming outside of folk. I understand where we are. And so, quite honestly, I can understand why person wouldn't want to do business with a certain person or a certain group. Um, for me, I'm not going to do business with anyone who perpetuates hatred um, among right. anybody. Not hate, not only hatred toward um, black Americans or hatred toward white Americans or, you know, Chinese Americans or what have you, but hatred toward people in general. You know, I don't want to do business with someone who doesn't who doesn't know and understand how to respect their elders. I don't want to do business with people who who say there's no children around. Why? Because I'm a mother, and where I go, my children go. So if my children can't come and sit in your restaurant, then I'm not spending my money there, whether I am by myself or with them. Um, so I can understand. Where the thought process is, I can understand not wanting to do business with certain um, with with people who behave a certain way, right? What I won't do is I won't exclude a person or exclude or count out doing business with a person simply because of their skin color, because I would not want someone to refer me and say, oh, um, and then they get the response, well, I only want to give my business to, you know, a white person. I don't want to be in that bunch. I don't want to be in that category. I want to be able to do business with people who, who are ready to spend money to to achieve a goal. Point blank. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking at color. I am simply looking at finances and being ready, willing, and able to make a purchase or to move forward. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? It's, it doesn't matter about the color of your skin. I need you to have your hmm. affairs in line so we can make this deal go down, period. But I said, again, when, you, when we're talking about the black community. Well, why are we not investing in that? Why are we just looking to go and, and buy a Gatorade in the black community just because it's there? Why are we not looking to say, okay, well, let's get this inventory up for for the Jones store because they've been a, a a pillar of our community for years. Right. You know, and it's and it's funny because, you know, um, 
people may, you know, people will will say, well, um, I only want to, you know, deal with a, you know, like a, a black doctor. Okay, cool. But but the black doctor you're dealing with isn't a black doctor down in the hood. It's a black doctor up in the, you know, as what they would call the suburban area in which you live. Well, it's not like you're you going know, to support you. You're not traveling to the impoverished or the or the low, um, or the low poverty the neighborhoods to to spend money and like you say invest in a community. You just picking and choosing to spend, you know, who you want to spend with, but you're keeping the wealth right where it is. Right. In you see what I'm saying? Or in the area, yeah. yes. Right. So, 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 what do you, you know, that's not um, colorism or, you know, like you are a classist, you know, because, and then even when it, you know, like buying a house, for instance, you know, when I want to buy a house, um, I only want to deal with a black realtor. Okay, fine. You know, you could deal with a black realtor, but you're not going to the urban areas. To buy your home because you want a nice home. But not only do you want a nice home, you don't want the the probability the, the probability to increase of you being robbed or being you know in the middle of some sort of chaos or violence or whatever your mindset is about going and living in the hood. And that's absolutely correct. Correct. I say again. What make what would make us different than the idealist? Because it doesn't sound like we're we're being any different. It sounds as though we're perpetuating the same ideas. Now, granted, I, I try to move away from the whole classism, maybe uh, I do, uh, i.e. Uh, suburbs and all that good stuff. Just be personal. We gonna say this time. But call us to the line, real quick. Go ahead. But what? What you about to say? Make it. I was gonna say, you know, but but I was gonna say, but classism is still very real. Agreed. Agreed. Here we go. Six zero five zero. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I was actually just kind of calling to listen in, but uh, interesting conversation. Um, I, first of all, <clears throat> spending money with black people, it doesn't have to be in a certain area. We're we're human beings. We're not we're not geographical areas. So if you are going to a doctor and you're looking for a black doctor, like I did um, when I had surgery, and, you know, the woman who delivered my two children, she's a black doctor. Her husband is a black surgeon. When you look those people out, you're not being less black because you didn't go to a certain area to look them out. You went to a certain person. So um, trying to tie black people in with, with certain areas and trying to tie black people in with poverty 
I don't I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. That's just want to get your guys' that's thoughts not, on that's it. Not, that's not our direction. Only thing we're, I'm simply saying is, or we're saying is, let's be broad about it. Let's be broad about it. It's not as though you're 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 saying you want to do black owned businesses, but you're not going to the areas that which you come from. You move you yeah, move to the no, no, affluent area. No, no, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. You, you move to affluent area, and then you forget about the impoverished area that which you've come from. So and okay. and so what we're saying. So go ahead. Hold on. Spend money where you are. So if I'm in the suburbs, I'm going to go to the Jamaican restaurant that's around the corner. Right? Like I, I don't, I don't understand. Like if you're if you're supporting I, I a believe, black business, I do don't go. We're making the same. I, I do believe we're making the same point, my friend. I do. Right. <laughs> we're not. We're not saying what we're not saying not to spend money with black-owned businesses where you are. Of course. You could pick and choose and spend your money where you want. The only question that we're posing is when we do that, when we consciously decide, okay, I'm not going to spend my money or I'm not going to do business um, with a white person or I don't want to give the white person my business. I, I would rather give the black person my business. It's are we any better than the other folks who do the same thing. Um, what we're trying to say and what we're trying to establish on the call is, is, is of course, again, spend your money where you want. But the fact of the matter is, is that how can we in one breath fight for inclusion and equality still and then turn around and perpetuate it? You know, we turn around and we do the same Go ahead. I don't think integration was a was a was a was a was a unanimous choice. I don't think that at all. I mean, if a white person wants to go to a restaurant because a white person owns it, that's fine. I never, I don't think anything's wrong with that. They spend their money where they want to. I, I I wouldn't say that you know that they shouldn't do it. You know, based on where we live and the laws. Hey, if you want to go to the barbecue joint that's owned by the by the white person and that makes you feel better or you just rather do that, that's fine. I have no problem with Right? Well, so then if, if we do it, then there's no problem. don't think there's a there's in, in, in business. In business. We have it's it's simply about business, the structure of business. When we want to go someplace, when we want to go to a black owned business. And that's that's great. That concept is great. But what are we, just because we patronize, does that mean we're, what are we really doing? Are we trying to satisfy our own thoughts or our own insecurities? But are we really making an impact because we go and buy Gatorade from a black-owned corner store? Well, I think we're making an impact because I chose to call into this show rather than another show. So would you would you wouldn't you appreciate it if a bunch of black people started supporting your show and giving money to your show? Would you not would you not appreciate it? I, I don't think that. Yeah, no, of course. Not, so not, when you're, you're, you're so you're not 
it's it's not a thing where just because you support a black business that you're making yourself feel better or whatever. It is a choice. It is just a choice. It may be a choice for some people that that that's rooted in culture. It may be a choice that's even rooted in politics for that matter. But it's still a choice. And I think if somebody wants to support you or your business and they're a black person, I don't think they're saying, hey, I'm better or I'm doing this because of some insecurity or something. They're saying, hey, these two people make a pretty good product or they have a pretty good service or they have a show that I like to listen to. Let me call in. These brother and sister got something going on here. I want to be a part of it. I want to show my support. I want to be involved. Ah, so that's where we, okay, so that's, that's, that's sort of where we are. So we're, we're the motivation behind supporting um, only or, or, you know, being exclusively a, a black business supporter, which, again, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with one way or the other. You know, you spend your money wherever you want. Um, we're just having a conversation about the motivation behind it. So when you say the motivation or your motivation may be to, okay, this is a, a pretty good product, you, you're not supporting us simply because we're black, you're supporting because the product that that you receive is you like it, is quality or what have you. So um, when you when you look at in the grand scheme of things, when you select to do business with a black-owned business, or it or just say it doesn't matter. Like, what's your motivation for going simply black? Is it simply because of the my brother, my sister, or is it? to support, to make sure that as a culture we lift each other up? Or is it, you know, just so the white man won't get your money? Like, what's the motivation behind the motivation supporting black on? It's situational. It's situational. Sometimes Walmart, is the, sometimes Walmart is the best choice, right? And then sometimes right. you go to a black restaurant that may be a little bit further away, less convenient, because you may feel just more at home in that restaurant. There's a restaurant closer mm-hmm. to you, but this particular night you've been working all week. You want to go somewhere where you feel comfortable, where you might know yeah. the people or about first name basis. So you do that. So it's all situational, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think you know breaking down during the course of a day, a human being makes I don't know how many hundreds of little choices to walk left, walk right, put on this clothes, that clothes. And we have different, there's different motivations for doing all of those things. Sometimes very slight. We don't even mm-hmm. know. That's just okay. how your psyche works. So there's very seldom any one reason. Usually it's situational. Oh, you know, I'm from work. I got to rush home, the kids, and I got to cook and blah, blah, blah. I don't have time to go by the black restaurant. I got to go by this other restaurant to pick up something to eat and blah, blah, blah. And then when you have time, leisure time, you say, you know what, I will drive an extra, you know, so-and-so to go. So it's, it's, it's all situational, in, in my humble opinion, it's, in my life, it's situational. But I still try mm-hmm. to make the effort. I still try to make the effort where I can. Now, one other thing that I was, I was making a point on is you made that effort, and, and – Brother to brother, man to man, I really appreciate that. You know, I applaud that. When we see, we we know a guy who can perform a service or can help us move because he ain't got nothing going on, 
we'll go to our local hardware store, Walmart, I'm sorry, Lowe's or Home Depot, and get a gang of Mexicans instead of employing those black men. I actually I have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, we got to do more for us if we want to expect more out of us. Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? It makes sense. I would agree with that, but then again, it's situational because I've done both. I've done both. When I lived somewhere else and I'm in my house and I needed tile, what I did was I went to, you know, <laughs> Mexicans that were in the area, Mexicans were building all the houses. The Mexicans were laying the tiles in the wood and all that. So I went to the Mexicans to have them do the floors. Why? Because that's all they do all day long, and I want mine done as good as they these new expensive homes that they're doing it in, right? So you have that. Then again, when I needed something on my doors or windows, I, somebody gave me a contact for a black guy, and I used him. He was great. He was wonderful, right? Um, and, you know, I try to use them where I can. But then again, like I said, it's situational. And, um, you know, you try, to, you try to make the effort to patronize you know, when you can, or at least I do, when I can and how I can, right? Um, I think think people are making the decisions. A lot of times when they want to help black businesses, they're trying to do the best they can with supporting, I believe, I would like to believe. And so I don't necessarily second guess or try to second guess you know, the reasons why they're doing it. I just appreciate it when it comes, right? I try to do the best that I can, you know, if if I'm doing something, which, you know, I and I am, I have a business. So when they come because of that, I appreciate it. And I try to make their experience the best experience. Um, what yeah. kind of business do you have, my brother? Well, I have a few, but one of the ones that, I, that I'm really – um, that really has my heart is uh, me and another consultant because we're consultants as a consultancy. We have a nonprofit where we help um, aspiring black entrepreneurs <clears throat> and business founders to start, uh, grow, and run their businesses. Um, it's free. There's no charge. We do it a couple times a month on a Saturday, and we help them overcome challenges and roadblocks to starting their business, whatever it is, whether it's how to get their DBA, whether it's logo, whether it's marketing, because we have a lot of resources, because of, whether it's marketing, whatever it is, we try, to, we try to help. And we have a – because we've been doing it, we've been consultants for business consultants for so long, you know, we have those resources that can help them, and we, we do it free of charge. Oh, man, before we leave, let me, I'm, I'm going to get your information, man, because uh, we may be able to connect and, and do some things together, man. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because one show, one day I called, I was just listening to a show, and I happened to call in and um, call into the show, and it ended up being that they turned into a, they turned into a client because they were trying to start a business, and we kind of helped them you know, to, to kind of get, get their business off the, off the ground and, you know, and going. So, so, and so that's why I kind of started listening 
and I called in just to listen, but you know because it was an interesting topic. I mean, it was a very, this is a very interesting topic that you guys are discussing tonight, and it's actually very relevant. Um, and so that's why I called in because of that, my experience there. You know, when it comes to black business and supporting black business and the motivations for doing so. Well, that's good because myself and my wife, we are business owners. And oh, there you go. In, in helping, and so we understand the concept. But what I want my brothers and sisters to realize is that when you, when you only want to attract, quote, unquote, the black dollar, you are limiting yourself. So if you're limiting yourself, that means you're putting a limitation on God. And that's how you limit your blessings. That's, depending that's on the business you have, you should you're, you're trying to get as many clients or customers as you can get from anywhere. I mean, that's the purpose of the okay, business. Depending different. on the type of there are some businesses where that doesn't apply, but for the most part, yes, you're supposed to be creating a product or a service to service the widest swath of customers that you can, no matter who they are. Um, that's that's the goal. That's how you grow your business, right? And you and you design your products and services so that you can do that. You know, you make it very very appealing so that you can do that. So I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. Um, yes, yes, I don't think you'll get trying, much, much argument from anyone we're on that. To do. that. That's, What's that? That's, that's that's what we're trying to do. That's that's the idea that we're trying to put across. You know, we we want to. It's, it, we 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 we're targeting the thoughts and the, and the, the the request that people has given us, and like you you buy a house, and my wife is a realtor, realtor. You buy a house, and you say you want a deal with with black this and black that, but you don't know who's the own a previous owner of that house. So you if you're not buying a house from a black person then essentially you're giving money to someone else, another group. You see what I mean? Right. So right. We, we, got, we, we, have, we have to stop that because, like you said, it's situational. That's, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, I don't know any realtors in Florida, and I don't know where you guys are in Florida. But if I was going to buy a house, funny, I was talking to my son about this, <laughs> going moving to Florida. Um, but – um, if I was going to do it and I knew you guys, I, I guess, you know, unless I see somebody else or somebody recommends something, I'd probably give you a call and say, Hey, what, what, you know, what do I do? You know, where do I go? Like what area do I, you know, right. that kind of, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to support. Now, is it only because you're black? Well, no, I mean, you try to make sure that the person is competent as best you can, but, you know, is that some of the, yeah, absolutely that's some, that's the reason, probably the majority of the reason, right? Um, because, you know, it, I, I just, I think it's important. And if you, as long as you have a quality service, I mean, we've all been, I think we've all had those situations where you try to engage a black business and your, your experience is less than stellar. <laughs> like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not good. Right, <laughs> and and you try to you know in your mind, you you try to say okay, do I not go back there ever again? Do I try to put in a complaint to try to let them know where they're falling down? You know, do I try to talk to them? 
you go through your head to try to figure out what to do. Um, there was a business when I first moved to um, when I first moved to Toronto. There was a business around the corner. It was a Caribbean restaurant, and I go in late at night. Everybody's dead tired. Kids are tired. <laughs> I go in, try to find something to eat, and there's a, the guy behind the counter who's eating food. I come in. He looks at me like I'm bothering him. And I said, are you open? Do you have? And he says, oh, we don't have any food. Like, really rude. And so I I said, okay. I left. I won't go back there again. Then I thought about it about a couple weeks later. I said, I'm going to go in and talk to him and tell him why I'm not coming back in. And I went in, and I went to go talk to him. And uh, <laughs> just so happened, another woman came in the came in the shop and asked if he had, like, patties or something. And he said no, and she let him have it. She said, every time I come in here, you tell me you're going to have it in a few days, and you don't have it. And she was letting him have it. And at that point, I just kind of turned around and walked out. I was like, you know what? I I, 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 I think she's saying what I want to say pretty well. <laughs> so right. I just left. But, I, but my, my intent was to go in and talk to him just to let him know. Right? Like, this is why I, I'm not going to come back in here anymore. And this is, you know, trying to help them. Like, really try to help this guy. To understand that customer service is a big thing. Right? But I didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Well, I just kind of chose not mm-hmm. to at the end of the day. But, you know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good for you to let him know. And I'm big on that. I'd rather talk to you person to person. I'm not that guy that want to go and write a review and, and all this here. Because, one, I'm not your... your Again, you're 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 a black owned business, right? So I'm not right. gonna go and tarnish you. I'm gonna talk to you so you can so you can fix it. And don't fix it for me because I probably I'm probably not gonna come back. But fix it for the for the patrons that, that you have coming after me. You know what I mean? Uh a guy was telling me like I don't eat beef and pork and, and I don't eat certain fish. And he he was telling me he had this jerk salmon. And he gave he, he brought it and and it was white. I'm like, bro, this is not Simon. And you want to argue mm-hmm. me that this was Simon. I said, it's cool. I said, listen, when I called you, I said, listen, bro, I'm going to speak to the owner. I spoke to the owner, and we had the conversation. And I said, you know, black business owner to another black business owner, I'm, I'm going to talk to you and let you know why I'm not coming back. You know, I'm, I stepped outside. I didn't even say it in front of other people. Just because I don't want to tarnish anybody else's right, ideas right, from right. going, you know what I mean? I'm telling you why I'm not coming back. And um, a few weeks later, he actually ended up coming to my place of business, and it was like, oh, I didn't know. And then he was like, oh, I own this. So I told him, I said, I'm the one that called, and he was like, oh, really? He's like, man, I do apologize about that, you know. But I'm still not going back. I accept your apology. But you only have one time. It only takes one time to get it right. Right. And, and I and think we can learn something from that you handle it wrong. <laughs> You're right. I think, but I think we can learn stuff from other people. Like, who has better customer service? I don't know about down there in Florida, but places that I live, I don't know, especially a, a, a casual or fast food restaurant that has better customer service than the Chick Fil A. In the past, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Chick Fil A's I've been to—if they get one thing wrong, they're chasing you down to give you some something. 
a, a, yeah. a, a tea or a lemonade or, hey, or take these extra fries or something. I'm like, what? What's going on here? I mean, it's excellent. Some of the places that I've been no, some of the no, places I've been no. to. I disagree. We had one bad experience with Chick-fil-A. That was with one Ms. person, Quick, though. With, with one person, right. That, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm just saying After the ones that, that I've been the ones that I've been Well, no. This, that, I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. I am. I'm talking like we are avid Chick-fil-A, like, bruh, like, regularly. We at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> For that reason. For that reason. The customer service. Yeah, they do it right. And mm-hmm. I think I think we can learn something from that, you know, as black business owners, mm-hmm. and, and just thinking like, hmm, whether you have employees or one day you might have employees, like, what kind of employee would I have? Would I go get? What kind of personality do they have? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of? Because those things go a very long way. And um, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Now they can't get it 100 percent right. I'm sure they got some. Some bad ones in there, um, but they make. I, I, it's obvious that they make a really good effort to hire the right people and train them. Well, and train if you them. hire the wrong people and train them to do right. You know what I you mean? Might like that seems like what happened. They, they hire anyone and train them the, the the way that just goes to show that it's in your upper, your corporate management. Every yeah. Chick Fil A is almost. Consistent. Yes, absolutely. So it has something I agree. to do with the corporate training. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I believe that. I really do. I, I think whatever it is that they do to train employees. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> if I had a business book. where I had a lot of employees, I would love to send my employees there. <laughs> right, they need to write a book. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but it's, but it's, when we when we, when we do guys are bringing up do, great. This, when this we do our thing in the community, right now it's it's this time and time of time and age where we have to hold each other accountable. Okay, well, just like when there's a complaint, we go on, we we let them know what it is, face to face, man to man. When it comes to a black black owned business, I don't want to pay premium prices for cut rate service. I don't, when I go to a, another establishment, you know, you may treat me worse, but you treat me pretty good as far as I know. Treat me fair as far as I know. But when I go to a certain, you can't greet me with, with what's up when I walk in the, in the door. I'm going to turn around and walk out. And I don't care who's who you are, white, Indian, Chinese, black, I'm walking out because you've already shown me the level of professionalism. Coming through the door, if that's what it is through the door, I can imagine what my food is going to be like or I can imagine what my service is going to be like. I go to the drive-in and and the, and the kid is like, you know, hey, how you doing? What movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, give me something better than what's up. Yeah, I, 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 what do you guys think you can do, like to to get that message across? I mean, because we've all, all also, 
and I don't know if you guys experience this. When you go places like, I don't know, you know, we're just talking about black restaurants here, you know, or black businesses here. So you go to a black business where they're making a lot of money. But, I mean, the service is horrible. The place is not clean. But everybody goes there. It's like you're making so much money, you can afford to put new paint on the wall, right, of this little restaurant or this little takeout or whatever, or whatever. You're just looking around. It's like the place doesn't have to be so dirty. You're making money. Those are the ones that really bug me because I'm just like you're making money. So you can really fix your place up so somebody would actually want to sit down in here and eat, as opposed to just getting takeout. That's another one that kind of gets me. Like, if you're not making money, then, you know, maybe you're running on hard times and things are kind of rough, then that's one thing. But if you're everybody's going there standing in line for your whatever it is and the place is just, like, subpar, I, I, just, I just see that as bad business. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts about that? I think that is bad business, but the first thing that came to my mind um, is is business opportunity. You know, he said, what do you do? And I think that, I mean, I know that this doesn't happen on a regular basis, but the idea came in and said, what do you do? You ask to see the owner, and, and you, you give him your card, and you, you pitch an opportunity. You know, look, you've got a great place here. Um, this is the you know this is my area of expertise but i also have some connections that you know that can help you style the place a little bit better or clean the place i have a cleaning crew that don't charge a whole lot of money and do an excellent job that can help you attract uh more customers um so i think that not enough of that is being done obviously especially in um some of the black owned businesses um, but if if you know we've been having an entrepreneurial mind, then that's that's an opportunity that you know we need to start seizing. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. That's an excellent point. An excellent point. I, I agree. As I, well. I know that. Um, I know when it comes to to. Some people don't realize, you know, they get so consumed. So they probably don't even realize because they're so used to seeing it every day. So just having a conversation with this guy or with the owner, excuse me, it may open his eyes and be like, you know what, this this is dirty. You know what I mean? Or we do need to stop and close the doors for a few minutes just to clean. And I'm sure that the the patrons will appreciate that. Communication, right. one way or another, is the key. Yeah, I think that we have to get. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that we have to get better at, um, you know, like you said, you you went into a restaurant, had a horrible experience, didn't even get any food, um, but intended to go back and have a conversation. I think that we need that kind of mindset, the mindset to have a conversation, so that we can help improve those businesses that that don't do very well. Um, that That's all I have. Well, I, I I mean, with you being a realtor, that just seems to me like the ultimate in, you know, relationship, that relationship type, entrepreneurial type business. Um, building those relationships and marketing, constantly marketing, 
and that kind of thing. Um, and plus, there's you know, it's competitive. I would assume um, mm-hmm. that's very competitive in what you do. Do you find? Do you find that with the other realtors that you know, is customer service an, an issue, or do realtors usually have it together when it comes to that? Because I, I, you know, you see the realtor, the pictures, and they're all smiling. It seems like the realtors kind of have it together as far as customer service. At least some of the ones that I've dealt with in the past, like you guys are usually really good because it's all about relationships and networking and all that. Some do, um, but the really weird thing is is that most don't. Um, and when I say most don't, it's because they most realtors are transactional realtors. So, you know, you and I meet or you you referred to me by someone else. Um mm-hmm. but our interaction, you know, I help you make one purchase and then then that's it. You know, you go and you live in at home for seven to ten years, the next time you won't hear from me. So the next time you go and you want to sell your home, chances are you probably can't remember my name. Um, because I haven't kept in contact. I haven't continued to nurture that relationship after our one transaction. So believe it or not, like the statistics, and I forget what they are, but it's crazy because most people who use their realtors only use them once because we don't mm. we don't follow through with the nurturing of that relationship. So what I like to think of it is like, you know, you have a doctor, um, whether you go see your doctor once a year or twice a year or however many times, and you have that one doctor you call. Um, why? Why do you go to the same doctor? Well, one, the doctor already knows um, or already has, has your blood work and basically already knows that the makeup of your uh, body and your, your needs as far as medication and stuff like that is concerned. Um, but more than that, over time, you've built a relationship with the doctor to where, you know, who knows, you may get a little bit of priority when you are having um, an illness in your family or you are sick. You know, you you may be moved to the front of the line. So you get certain perks once you've built relationships. So with realtors, it needs to be the same way. You know, like you have your barber, you have your doctor, you have your lawyer, you know, why not? have that kind of relationship with your realtor. Now, you may not use me every day or every month or anything like that, but for informational purposes, you know, to to basically um, manage your home to where you know what the other homes in your area are selling for and just to give you information about different things that's going on because for me, it's a lot more that we can be used for rather than just a transaction because of of the access of information, you know, the information we have access to. And plus you can, you know, the referrals I would assume are big. I mean, I, I assume that, referrals are big, right? Because your brother may need a house or the kids may, you know, your daughter may, you know, buying her first home, you got to call, you know. You pick mm-hmm. up the card and say, okay, we're going to use this real, you know, whatever. I would assume those things, are, if if you can keep in contact with these people, and that I, I would assume. Maybe yeah. you can tell me. I mean, are those referrals big? I mean. Yeah, that's uh, basically that's 
that's how, where the growth comes from is is referrals. Oh, okay. Mhm. All right. Well, that's, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. What did you say? No, no. I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say um, again. Great show. I have to run, but this is a a great show. I have a, the number here. I mean, I wanted to leave my information. Um, um, you can, if you want to get in touch with me, as far as the consulting, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get in touch with me. Well, I'll, I'll copy it down here and then I'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. I'll send you a message over. Listen, great show, great topic. I'll be sure to call in again. Now that I know it's this, this show is going on. Thanks again to both of you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, one of the things that I'm glad that he brought up when he when, and, and you guys are talking about as far as referrals. Referrals um, are usually based on reputation. No one is going to refer anyone with a bad um, with a bad experience. I'm, I'm sorry, they're just not, because it doesn't make sense to do so. Right. Can we agree? So that is huge. That is huge. We we have to keep that in mind because that could be the reason why people drive, you know, two cities over just to just to get food, or that's probably the reason why. People drive, you know, past every other restaurant to get to a Chick-fil-A. And by no stretch are we promoting Chick-fil-A. We're just bringing them up because that's, that was brought up previously. But not only that, Chick-fil-A, I mean, they are the most consistent in the game. I mean, hands down. <laughs> Everybody's happy that you get the same response from everyone whether you are ordering, you know, through the line and you're doing it on the little iPad tablets or whether you're calling in to pick up or, you know, whether you're standing in line. Um, like, they have, they are consistent. They have, they got it right. You know, like you said, we, they, hey, we need the manual because they know how to treat people. Now, Everyone again. Now we did run into an issue with with a a Chick Fil A. Um, it was a person there. The crew, like the remaining crew, and, and even I could tell when I had the issue, like the remaining crew was standing there looking in awe. Like I can't believe she want to go head to head with this lady over a salad, and clearly it's mold. You know. Right. And the, you know what I'm saying? It was like they they were in shock. Like, give her another salad, or give her money back, or give her, you know, like. But the but this lady, she was very adamant that there was absolutely nothing she could do. She wasn't gonna take it a step further. You know, I can't give your money back. Like, oh, you know what? I had I I bought it last night. 
you know, like, because they had closed by the time we had, you know, had the issue. But my point is, is they got it right. One person, you know, you had one rotten apple, um, but that didn't spoil the bunch because I could look at the, the rest of the bunch and tell that, you know, they didn't know what was going on. Like, they had never seen this before. Um, and I'm sure the lady, you know, had her reasons for being the way she is, whatever. It didn't matter to me. Um, the point is, is we're talking about them because uh, they're they're not black-owned. They got it right. So, so if 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 my service is consistent here, not that I don't want to go to, you know. Charlie's Chicken Coop down the road. I'll go to Charlie's Chicken Coop, but why would I exclude this business simply to go to this business? So, you know, again, the motivation behind us um, wanting to do business with black-owned or you know, only or do business with with black people. While there's nothing wrong with that, make sure that your motivation is is pure. Make sure that you know your goal can be achieved. Be achieved, excuse me. And know that when you operate off faith, faith faith doesn't have a color. Faith doesn't limit you to say, okay, well, I'm gonna bless you, but I'm only gonna bless you if if you do business with black people. Or I'm only gonna bless you if you do business with white people. Because when God is in the bless God is in the best blessing business, but when he's going to bless you, it doesn't matter what color they are, it doesn't matter what nationality they are, it doesn't matter if they speak English or not, or speak your language or not. When God does it, he does it. Period. Well, I I agree. I I agree hundred percent. And um I remember when when, when uh, I relocated to Georgia, it was it was wild because everybody was like, "Man, you gonna leave all your clients here? And you got to go and start over." And my whole idea, my mindset was, if God gave it to me once, He'll give it to me again. That's it. Yeah. Truth be told, he he, you know, God is a God such as like I want you to step out there. I want you to trust me in that way because I want to show you who I am. Yeah, and and he and he has he has done that. Um, and the, he showed me who he was, even when I tried to do it on my own. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He showed me that you need me, and I had to apologize for not including him. Um, not gonna make that mistake again. But that's exactly it's all about. And when and when God is in the picture, God isn't saying only deal with one specific group of people. That just doesn't make sense. I don't even think in the Bible does it talk about. Uh, a hue of skin. I don't. Like God prefers black people over white people or 
what have you. No, I don't. I, I don't believe that. No. But you can get me right if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, if Pastor call in and he'd be able to get you on that, I, you know, I can't, I don't think so either. But, you know, again, um, you know, we're not here to, to say don't, you know, do business with, with black-owned businesses. Yeah, fine, do, you know, spend your money wherever you want. Like, the point is, is don't limit God. Right. You know, and it's you know, and then like let's not let's not pick and choose, and let's not get so caught up in the hype of division that we start bringing it in, you know, bringing it into our homes, you know, because um, the we're teaching and raising our children um, to love, you know, so we have to be very very careful when we start to be vocal about different things um such as you know general generalize generalizing right you know like if somebody pull over in front of you and they are you know i don't know asian american and and you say you lay it on your horn and you start you know going in and road raging um you got to be very very careful that of who's around because what you're doing is you're generalizing, you know, one one class or one race um, or nationality over another, and you're saying that this particular group can't drive, okay? Then our children are picking up on that. And so basically all we're doing is we returning this division. Um, we keep churning it right into, you know, like right into our household. So, you know, again, um, do business with whomever you want, but know the motivation behind it and, and make sure that it's um, pure and not out of malice or not because um, we believe or, you know, I don't know, we think that, you know, that our money is too good to be spent with white folks or, you know, green folks or, you know, blue folks or whatever. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a gentleman, and um, he was telling me how um, white white Americans have the mindset that um, if a black person gets some, that's less for them to have, right? And it just goes to show how it seems the tide has turned or has shifted because black folks are doing the same thing. It's like, okay, we keep the money in the black community, so the white folks ain't going to get none. But that's, to me, that's, that's ignorance, right? Because the people that deliver the product is white. The people that you buy gas from who, who you know, who fill up the trucks is white. So, there's no way to, to streamline your money to all black people. So at some point, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to deal with somebody who's non-black. Do you agree? And, and Yeah, absolutely. And the question is, are you prepared to do that? Are you prepared? Can you handle that? Can you, you know, 
again, whatever the motivation is, can you put that aside to be able to handle your, your transaction? You're going to have to set that aside because the transaction has to be done. So you have to you have to try to suck it up. Period. And I'm going at whoever, and if I get a better rate from, from this guy over here, because I'm in business. Remember, business is to make a profit and build relationships. It's not to to necessarily exile or exile anybody one over another. It is to turn a business, turn a profit. Mm-hmm. You call the, the 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 company to deliver your milk, and you say, you know what? Send a send a black driver out. Everybody's like, all right, cool. We'll send a black driver out. And they laughing at you as soon as you hang up the phone. You know why? Because the owner of the trucking company is white. He don't care who who you uh who you request. Right. He's still getting money. But nobody right. is thinking about that part of it. I believe Hello? you have to have an alternative. If you're gonna say so you're gonna deal with, with with all black folks, you gotta do your research and go all the way down the line, all the way to the to the black owned oil rigs. To where the the crude oil to make the gas and what have you. You know what I mean? Nobody's willing to do that homework. So so stop saying that you wanna deal with with with, with with your own your dollar to go on in the black business in the black business and all this in because it's, again, you're not investing in the black business. You're not. All thing you're doing is patronizing the black business. Mm-hmm. Gatorade don't care who sells it. They just getting their part. Right. If you want a black-owned sports drink, you got T2 water, which is like a vitamin water. The owner is black. So there you go. If you're gonna if you're gonna say you're gonna stop doing something, you got to give an alternative. Mm-hmm. We have to. Here's what we just can't. It's like even with um, right. what you're saying, you have to give an alternative. But think about the end result. Like, what's your goal? What goal are you trying to achieve? Is your goal to buy, to, to buy a car? Okay. If your goal is to buy a car, then think about what kind of car you want to buy. You want to buy a Ford? What's the name? Was it Henry Ford? Yeah. Okay, that's whose estate your your money is going to. His heirs is receiving the benefit of you making that purchase. You know what I mean? So so think about the end, you know, like you said, the end goal is you may want to deal with a black realtor or a black broker. Cool, fine. Are you are you only going to look at homes that black people own? Well, guess what? That's illegal. It is it is absolutely illegal for um a realtor or a broker 
to steer, which means basically steer you into a certain subdivision or what have you that where you say you want to be around people who look like you or you only want to, you know, buy homes from black people it, because it's against the Civil Rights Act. It's discrimination at its finest. And it is, and, you know, and if, and if, you know, so you have to be careful with what you ask for. Um, and you have to be careful. It's fine if you want to discriminate or it's fine if that's what you want, but you have to wake up and face the reality that business don't care. And because of the laws that have been put into place, there are certain things that you're not going to be able to achieve um, or certain goals that you may not be able to achieve if you exclude other businesses or other people. Yeah, that's another part that no one takes into effect, the, the, the legalities of it. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it sounds quite illegal to discriminate. But again, we fight against discrimination. Yeah, we do. So I don't know about you, but to me that sounds like hypocrisy. It 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 absolutely. I mean, I would absolutely have to agree with you on that. Now, again, well, don't get us wrong. You know, now here's what we do. You know, as a family, we we spend our money where we live. Okay, we we pay our taxes. We you know support the school system, support road improvements, and all that stuff with our tax dollars. We spend our money where we live. Um, we go to the doctor and do things that are convenient to us simply because it's based on a situation. Um, but every now and then, we actually like to take a good old drive and go and support our black-owned businesses. Why? Why do we go out of our way to do that? One, because that's what we want to do. We work every day. We can spend our money where we want. But two, the service that we received on the first visit we went there was impeccable. And the, the the waitress that we had, she said, I like to treat everybody like they're in my home. Yep. And we know you don't get that everywhere. You know, so so why do we do the that? The same reason we go to Chick-fil-A. We do that the same it's reason we go to Chick-fil-A, because they got it right. And they got it right. The funny thing is, you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. The lady is no longer there, which broke our heart. But we went back there at another time, well, maybe the fourth time, maybe the third time. And we were sitting down about an hour. Our food had come and gone. Um, and they had a huge rush. And the guy was like, y'all haven't got y'all food yet? And he came, no, not yet. We sitting here talking and drinking and what have you. And the manager went and told the owner. And the owner came out, apologetic, and, and you know, want to give discounts and all this. And 
were like, no, we don't need a discount. You know what I mean? Because I was I was truly impressed on the way they got that rush out. Now, granted, we we slipped between the cracks during that, but the way they got it out and the way they acknowledged, they they screw up. I mean, everybody. I mean, almost everybody came over to apologize. So, in that regard, even just accountability, this place is accountable. We screwed up. We let us fix it, and we move on. And the guy, he actually sat down for a few minutes and had a conversation with us. That's it. That's one of the ways we know they had it right. We screwed up. And then there's another restaurant, actually, that's over an hour, almost an hour away from us that we go to. Their customer service so good to where it's annoying. Like, you take two sips of your lemonade and the guy's coming to refill it. And it's like, bro, stop, stop. Back away from the table, man. Back away. You take two rolls out, he bring you another batch of rolls. Black-owned establishment, great customer service, consistency. Consistency. So it is out there. But, again, don't try to limit your blessings when doing business because God is also limiting you. You're limiting your blessings from God. I'm sorry. Would you agree on all those? You remember the one uh, that I was talking about with the guy kept refilling the, the lemonade? Yeah, I think we had family in town then, right? Yes. Mhm. But it's just just remember, please just remember in business. Business is it's a blessing to be able to start a business. It's a blessing to be able to stay in business. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing to have referrals in business, and and the people that you service, they're they're not, or they may not only deal with people that look like them. They may deal with people everywhere, and that's where the growth come in. You want to be able to service everybody the same. If a black guy come in and you say, "Good morning, Mr. Jenkins." And a white guy come in, and you say, good morning, Mr. Smith. Treat everybody the same because everybody is going to spend their money with you for that reason. Because the black guy is going to, going to go and tell someone, it's like that white guy is going to go tell someone. Mm-hmm. That's it. But don't overlook. Don't say you're going to you know, support the black the black businesses, but you won't employ or you're overlooking the black guy down the street who need a job. Right. Period. Because you get a you get a little Mexican guy twenty five dollars to cut your grass, or you can't give it to him to cut your grass. Right. You gotta remember you know, you 
I'm, I don't know if I should even say it like this. I was going to say share the wealth. But, you know, not when I say wealth, I don't mean necessarily the financial aspect. Excuse me. But share the wealth. If, Like you said, if you're going to hire, you know, if you can hire a Mexican to do this, then, then maybe you can hire a brother or, or a black man to do this. Um, but don't, you know, don't don't say or, or don't look at it like, well, you know, the only thing uh, a black man can do in my house is, you know, um, I don't know, clean the floors. You know, they, they can't install them. They can only clean them. Like, nah, that's not, you know, that's not true. You know, you got to give, you know, give everybody a chance. Um, I like to to think of businesses in, in an aspect where, you know what, like, I I'll, bet you, I'll, bet, I'll give you one chance um, to earn my repeat business. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like our, our first outing at the particular restaurant that we frequent, you know, is we gave one chance to earn our business. Why? Because we were out, um, you know, family outing or what have you, and we were looking for a different place to eat dinner. And, you know, so when we walked in, there weren't any expectations. We're just going to have a, a dinner. Um, but the customer service was amazing. And that day, they earned our business, our repeat business. Uh, now, that may not mean anything to, you know, one, but it may mean the world to another. You know, so it's kind of like get everybody a chance to earn your repeat business. Don't exclude people um, for one reason or the other. You know, whether it be the hue of their skin or nationality or whatever you 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 know you want to call it. Um, but but give everybody an opportunity because you never yeah, know who may watch. You're absolutely right. That was my point. I was about to just tap into that. We may go in there one day, and the guy says, "You know, we got to close the doors because we're not we're not doing well." And may, we may say, "You know what? Well, let us invest. We're here. We know what it's like. We know that that could be what that blessing. That could be the whole reason God was setting it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For us to establish that 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 relationship. So let's let's not limit ourselves. And I think that's what." Um, we're really doing by wanting to stay stay black or stay white or stay whatever. I'm trying to stay in business. Exactly. And I fought for the longest time I fought for the longest time not to be recognized as a black owned business. A black a black mm-hmm. business. Why? Because business I service who, who service or, Exactly, yes. Yes. It's like it, you know. If I were in a cake business, I'm not gonna only go make vanilla cake because if somebody walk in there and want a chocolate cake, I'm gonna make it too. I'm gonna make it too because I'm I'm gonna get that money regardless of right of what. Now, granted, you have your preference. We're not taking that away. I'm not taking your preference away, or your or your right to choose. I'm not. All I'm simply saying is. In business, don't limit yourself by trying to stay one or another because 
One plus one equals two, and two is the the dollar. Look, we got a caller. Five zero six five. Hey, God bless Good you. Evening. How you doing? All right. Oh uh, well, thank you. Bless you as well. Yeah, I've kept missing you. I, I tuned in about two weeks ago and really enjoyed it. And uh, so I, I almost lost you tonight. So I just tuned in a second ago. And uh, so I'm glad to be able to catch up with you again. You're welcome. We're glad as well. Right, right. And uh, you're talking about, I guess you're talking about, um, it sounds like business, blacks doing business with, with mostly blacks and or non-blacks. We're we're just covering the scope of everything, you know. We're just talking about the, the limitations mm-hmm. of when we when you're in business and you limit yourself by saying you only want to do business with black, right? Other blacks, right? And right. you're not looking at the entire length of the stream, not knowing uh-huh. that you know some place down the line there's also a white guy or Indian guy or someone else in that line. So when you say yeah. that to me, it almost seems ignorant because. Mm-hmm. You don't really do your your research. We we use houses uh-huh. for example. When you want to buy a house, you you know you go to a black realtor, have a black broker, but then you buy the house from a white guy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're not really mm-hmm. really doing black business. Okay, okay. So it almost seems like there's yeah. no such thing as black business. Oh, yeah. I heard an interesting comment to from, me. Uh, right. Yeah, I heard an interesting comment from. Dr. Umar Johnson this past weekend, um, some businesses may be black-owned but white-controlled. And what he was saying mm-hmm. was that um, so many black businesses, a lot of the money may not come from the black community. It may actually come from the white community. And that being the case, they have to watch out what they may try to promote, what they may try to say, what they may try to do, because if the white consumer... Mm-hmm is not satisfied with what the black owner is putting forth, they may decide to cut this financial support for the black owner. So therefore, um, I, I think blacks have to also be careful not to have too much business outside of the black community, because if the outside community does not agree with what you're saying, they can cut, can cut that support. And then where does the black owner go from that point? Yeah. That's a good thought. Uh, That's a good right there. I agree with that 100%. I, I think that in, in order for you to, to truly be independent of outside influence, mm-hmm. me, one, I, I, don't, I can care less about outside. You know, I, I try to let my mm-hmm. service speak for itself. But right. more importantly, I treat everybody the same. So if I'm hatred towards one, I'm hatred towards another. Be it black, white, Indian, Chinese, it don't matter to me. Consistency. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if mm-hmm. you're gonna love one, show love to all. Mm-hmm. You, you follow me? Because oh yeah, those five that you just show love to, gonna refer three more piece. So that's fifteen more you just gain. Mhm. Mhm. You follow me? No, so I'm not really talking about. Keep it consistent. Yeah, I'm not talking, really talking about hate towards one group. But say if you. Uh, have a type of business where you may be supportive of, of say, um, you know, black pride or black independence, or you may be talking about Malcolm X or Harriet Tubman, and you may have some people outside of the community who may not agree with that, uh, then you have to make sure that, that you may not want that business anyway. <laughs> uh, 
I would want that business anyway. If they couldn't get with me uplifting my own people, you know, I wouldn't want that white mm-hmm. support. I wouldn't want that that Asian or Hispanic support. You know, if they can't get with me being proud and and me uplifting my community, and uh, so I think that's um, you know, we just have to be careful too. That uh, what kind of money are we bringing into our business? Is it is it righteous money in terms of? I don't want to raise this money. For example, you know, I just have to go without it. You know, if they can't get with you uplifting your peoplehood, you see what I'm saying. So I'm not talking about showing them hate or disrespect, but just me promoting the upliftment of the black community, whatever that might be. I, you know, I dig that. I dig that. But I'm mm-hmm. saying, well, all I'm saying is keep it consistent. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. My right. my thing is right. when I'm when I'm in my establishment and I'm speaking my facts, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really one of those things where it's a learning opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for me to teach you. It's an opportunity for you to learn. You dig? Right. And I'm never anti anybody. Just because I'm pro-black doesn't mean I'm mm-hmm. anti anybody else. Period. Right. I'm not speaking down right. on anybody else. I'm just speaking the facts for for black Americans. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you, you know, you may have some people who get offended if you're talking about supporting black businesses. You know, say if you have, um, you talk about black business and supporting black businesses, you know, you'll have some whites who will get offended by that, you know. And they'll say, well, mm-hmm. you know, why are you talking about just supporting black business? Why aren't you supporting all business? Well, you know, each ethnic group supports their own business. or they, That's generally, that's how, that's how groups operate. They support their own. They want to be around. <laughs> You know, because generally most groups aren't going to pour most of their monies outside of their community, and uh, so that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, something along. I that got a line. question for you. What if you have What mm-hmm. if you have a business in an affluent mm-hmm. area? Let's, I mean, for the for the sake of conversation, let's just generalize and say a, a white community. You have a black business in the white community. Do you right. you don't think those those guys in the white community are going to come support your business? That just depends on what kind of business it is. You know, generally they'll support a restaurant, um, but a lot of times they may not. Say, if I look at athletes, for example, you know, I haven't really seen too many white athletes with black attorneys or you know black accountants or anything like that. You know, I just haven't mm-hmm. seen that. But I see plenty of I see plenty of black athletes with white attorneys and you know those sorts of things. So uh, I guess it depends what kind of business. You know, if they want some soul food or, you know, they want something, you know, that they like that we put forth, they'll generally come and support something like that. But as a whole, they don't put a lot of money into the black community from what I can tell. You know, I might be mm. wrong. But, the, but my but my business is out in, in the white area. I'm just a right. black owner or black yeah. operator. But they support, yeah. they're bringing business to me. So... How 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 was that? I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to try well, to debate with you. Yeah. I'm just simply trying no, to no, get an understanding. That's a good point. You know, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. I'm not sure what it's like now. It might be different now. But there was a brother. He owned a um, Buick Mercedes dealership, right? And but on the TV commercials, you wouldn't see the black brother. He would have his white business managers doing the doing the uh, TV commercials. And I think that was because you know, if they found out he was black, they may not support him. You know, and uh, now it might be different now, but uh, there are biz- black businesses who, who do, don't do not want to be known as a black business because they're afraid of losing some of that white dollar. 
So that could mm-hmm. possibly happen if if I have a black business in a white neighborhood. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? I think uh, a couple of good points is, is you know, early on he had talked about um, owning a, a black business. You know, what some people don't know is, is that the black businesses that are owned um, have actually been funded by other people um, that's outside mm-hmm. of the community. And so they're, they're kind of that controlling factor. So it's like when we walk in as patrons to do, you know, to do business, whether we have dinner there or whether we're purchasing items or what have you, we see the the black owner, but we don't know where the financing came from. So and part mm-hmm. of that money that we spend in this establishment is going to its shareholders, which is outside of our community. So our dollar technically still isn't um, going to support the, the all-black business because, the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the they're not even controlling themselves. So I think that mm-hmm. um, and there's a challenge to me that he put out there is to educate yourself on the businesses and the people that you want to support. Um, get Educate yourself on it so that you know um, if you're really trying to, I guess, support our people and put our people in positions to um, not have to be financed by anyone, to put put ourselves in positions to where we are bold enough and bad enough to put ourselves on our commercial and know that, you know, we're still going to be in business tomorrow. I think that, you know, there's an education challenge out there. You know, figure out exactly where your money is going. Um, so that way, you you know, if you're truly trying to achieve a goal, to um, uplift or, or build in our communities, then you know that your dollars are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I, I love, I love, bro. I'm so glad you brought these aspects. Um, as a as a black business owner, right. it is um, it it is great, and and there's no there's no white backing. In mm-hmm. any of our businesses, um, so when I say that, we have all the control. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a business owner. I'm not a black business owner. I'm a business owner, meaning mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to be global or international. Mm-hmm. You follow me? So that's that. And remember, my my. Loyalty lies with my situation. My situation is making sure that my family is provided for, making sure that everybody's safe and healthy, and everybody's loved. Not mentioning, you know, that it honors my family and and honors God. You dig? So all I'm saying is, when we're doing business, when we're doing business, do your research, like Miss Quick said. But also, also, don't lose sight of yours because if you're going to buy a car, if you need a car, and you're going to buy a car, I'm sure you you're going to stop at the first dealership or the brand car or the, the the maker of the car that you like. You're not going to concern yourself with did a black man build it, or is it a black man selling it to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I uh, I heard one stat. And 
And when I look around, I see it to be true. They say it's rare where you're going to find an Asian driving a non-Asian car. Generally, they're going to stick with their Toyotas and Hondas and Nissans. And on occasion, I'll see an Asian driving a a Mercedes. But, man, (laughs) I'll say at least. I'll say I'll be I'll be nice. I'll say eighty, but I think it's a lot more than eighty percent. Most of them, eighty percent at bottom, are driving Asian cars. Even as if it's a Lexus mm-hmm. or a, what else? You got an Acura, or Lexus. They stick with those mm-hmm. Asian cars. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So and, and and I think they do that because you you know you have to build up your own community, and they they'll go out of their way to do that. You know, so. But could that be that's what they're familiar with? Like let's say they come over mm. here from Asia and they've right. seen that over there and they come here and they recognize it here and it's like, Okay, that's what we're gonna go with. Well that might that might be, you know, something to consider, you know. Well, I, I'm um, I don't but, know, bro, I'm not Asian. I'm just simply saying, you know, <laughs> we tend to if 'cause think about it, even in the black community, you saw Cadillacs and, and Lincolns growing up, you know, when mm-hmm. you got big you was like, I want me a Cadillac. Yeah. Because that's what you saw in your environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, it's good to look at all perspectives of it. You know, it could be a lot of different reasons. You know, and it's good to it could but like what we're doing now. We got all. Mm-hmm. I throw I throw ideas mm-hmm. around, right? We teach right, each other exactly, right. right? But one thing I'm, we, we we can't do is go to the point to where we're preaching anti. Or teaching anti because that makes us no better than the other group. Mm-hmm. With an S. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So it's pro black oh, yeah. is great. I love pro black. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start talking anti white or anti anything else, I'm out of there because the energy shifts. Because oh, yeah. now we're speaking hatred. So mm-hmm. so giving your money to 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 pro black, investing in pro black. Hiring, hiring black, that's all well and done. That's all good. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all good. But you, you said something earlier, and it made me kind of think. You go to a lot of black businesses but who are backed by white, but you don't see a lot of white folks working in there, especially in an uh, impoverished area. Why is that? Did you follow me? So we gotta we gotta do our part, regardless of who's mm-hmm. back in, and then stay true to us and say, hey, this this young brother needs a job, because if this mm-hmm. young brother is not working, he's gonna start committing crime. Oh yeah. But you want because that's the only way you can really make a difference. You gotta give opportunities, and when you're placed yeah, in a position to, to give an opportunity, you got to give an opportunity. Mhm. Mhm. That's right. Um. Now, generally, what are some of the anti-statements uh, that you all hear about other groups that blacks and they say? Uh... You know, I don't, I don't, because I don't, um, I don't focus on anybody but black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what right. what blacks say about blacks, and that is one: okay. our customer service isn't isn't the best and need improvement. You follow me? Mm-hmm. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that I hear on the regular. Um, that type of thing. So, in order right. for me to build up my community, I'm only gonna focus on my community. Right. There's no anti anything because that means I'm focusing on 
or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think the customer service and the uh, consistency is, is key, you know. And uh, for some reason, that keeps cropping up, whether it's a myth or whether it's actually true, you know, the whole customer service as it relates to black businesses, you know. So. Right. I think, I think that can go back down to training, but that's something that can be fixed with, with training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It can be fixed mm-hmm. with conversation. If you go and right. point something out to someone, Give them an opportunity to fix it. Don't go and write reviews on it because now you're shorting their money because you may have somebody that read reviews before they go in. And that was just your experience. So -hmm. now somebody else may not come in just off your experience. So you go in and speak to them and give them an opportunity to fix it so that way the next person come in, they may have a better, a more pleasurable experience. Exactly. Right. Right. Miss Quick, what's your thought? I think that you you both right. I think that one of the and and this isn't just you know mom blacks, but I think that that one of the issues is that we're so quick to blast, um, put someone on blast as far as when we receive bad service or you know the food didn't taste quite right or it was a little bit inconsistent. Like we, um, you, you go into a restaurant and. You know, they're backed up and, you know, people may have called out sick that day or what have you, and so service is a little bit slow. And and instead of being patient and trying to see and figure out whatever this establishment is going through, um, we go and we write a review and, and we dog them out. Never mention it, never take it to the manager or the supervisor on duty or, or don't even call the owner. Um we don't want to escalate the issue to give them a chance to fix it. We want to put them on blast so that people stop visiting their establishment. Well, that's not right, you know, because if I'm going to a, a black-owned establishment and not, I'm going because I'm, you know, I want to, hmm, spend my money and and support a black-owned business. Not only that, in turn, I would want to send referrals there based on my experience, right? So if my goal is to go there to support a business, then if they have a day where customer service is off or, you know, again, things are moving slower than usual, why would I go and put them on blast to try and deter business? That's not... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I think we, if we're going to support each other and support business, when we're having an off day and everybody has them, um, every business has off days, then speak up. Let the supervisor or the owner or whomever it is, let, let them know your experience and give them an opportunity to fix it because, you know, like, you shouldn't want their business to go backwards. You want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, then they have to have, I mean, the best way any anybody can tell you, marketing one-on-one is mm-hmm. the best way to get business or to grow business is word of mouth, point blank period, word of mouth. If nobody's talking, 
about a certain business, then nobody's learning about a certain business, whether it's social media or business cards or Google posts or whatever. It's still word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I want to I want to kind of we we so quick to 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 cancel, but ain't nobody promoting. You know what I mean? Like like you were saying, if you have a bad day, a bad service, you you quick to put a post in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if you have a good one, you're not putting a post in. You know, if you have a good service, you're not going to the owner and say, "Hey, bro, well tonight, man, the service was outstanding." You follow mm-hmm. me? Let let them know that they're doing good as well. Don't just come mm-hmm. to them bad because you never know that can change. One, it can change the relationship. Two, it could change the morale of of that uh-huh. because it starts at mm-hmm. head. You, you dig, and then it go it trickles down. So if you don't put a smile mm-hmm. on his face, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? Oh, yeah. I had this table. Keep up the good work," and and it goes yeah. from there. Yeah. You, you follow me? We got to stop being so quick to, to shoot down everybody. And we got this new cancel culture that's going on. And I've said this mm-hmm. plenty of times. It has become a cancer in our culture. We need to come together for the good just like we do for the bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We come together for stuff that doesn't make sense, that's irrelevant to life, has no no place or or Benefits to our life We come together for that But we don't come together to, to rally behind One of our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. That's what we got to stop doing we, we got to stop feeding the anti And the negativity And, and start feeding the pro As long as if pro grow If we feed the pro and it grow It spills over It wipe out ne- negativity It wipe out anti Um, you know, you hear about black businesses not having the, uh, you know, the financial, you know, resources like a white business does. Can that contribute to customer service? Uh, you know, knowing that you don't have the, don't have a lot of financial reserves, can that put the owner on the edge, which in turn can put the employees on the edge? Do you think finances have something to do with it? Absolutely. I would say yes and no. I'm going to tell you, one way to, to, to get that off your mind is if you put out a good product, if you put out quality customer service, you generate the finances. Mm-hmm. You can generate that way. Mm-hmm. You, you follow me? So mm-hmm. that's, that's one way to get away from the financial issue mm-hmm. or the, the, the mindset of not having. Right. But it, it, it right. could. But we got to change the way we're thinking. Let's put the best product yeah. out. Let's put the best customer service out, and keep these chairs filled. Keep the chairs high. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as we do that, we're going to generate revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you know that that customer service thing keeps cropping its ugly head, and it has to be coming from somewhere. You know, so I'm glad that you all talking about the possibility of training, um, just doing putting out a good product, and that could be a way to. To try to nip that problem in the bud, you know. Absolutely. I think that I think that one of the problems with customer service, um, not only is okay, so it could, it could be a problem where the owner is in financial distress, 
and, you know, the the weight of his or her shoulders, you know, becomes the weight of their employees. Um, so I, I do think that that could be an issue. But another part is, is, is they don't put the right buffers in place. You know, when I say buffers, it's, you know, if, if you're the owner and you have, you know, six, seven, or eight on staff or what have you, then, then you need somebody who works, you need an assistant, one, to handle mm-hmm. different things as far as finances and payroll and different things like that. And then you need a manager to handle your staff. Um, you need mm-hmm. those buffers um, so that by the time it, you know, like all the weight trickles down, it gets a little lighter and lighter and lighter as it goes, you know, as down the hierarchy, so to speak. Not only that, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that we actually put enough money into training and coaching. Um, Again, like earlier in the call, we talked about Chick-fil-A, and we're not promoting Chick-fil-A or anything, but um, just a compliment to their training and whatever they do to instill or to promote that that consistency within their organization. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you you got all of them saying, it's my pleasure to serve you, every last one. From you know, from the the manager all the way down to the person who you know brings your bag to the car at the drive-through or whatever, um, all of them are saying the same thing. All of them wearing the same smile. So you you would think, you know, like hey, man, what what kind of Kool-Aid they drinking from, you know, or mm-hmm. lemonade, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like we have to get better at bringing in, I guess, coaches or trainers from the outside because that's where we get the most the most growth. That's where we're going to really understand our business model. Um, you can't have someone who's in the thick of things with you every day trying to train your staff because they're not going to see the issues that an outsider would see. Quality assurance also from the outside. Mhm. Absolutely. Hmm. I like that. I, I really like that. <laughs> nope. I, I, no, I might need to implement that in my business, and, and you know, quality <laughs> assurance also from the outside, because yeah. you you want to make sure that it's consistent, and mm-hmm. with with that, it's you got to make sure that that your staff is up to par. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's, you know, has an attitude of servitude. You follow me? Period. Think about it. If you bring me in from the outside and I'm talking to your employees, do you think I care if they get mad at me that I tell this young lady that her pants are too tight? Or do you think I care if, you know, if I tell this this young man that he needs to pull his pants up and put a belt on and say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, or, you know, or, or at least say yes and no and not yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you bring me in from the outside to do these things, I'm only there for one or two days, and then I'm gone. But if you try to use your HR manager or your manager, then they're going to get pushback. They're going to get attitude, and it's going to create, um, you know, a hostile work environment because at that point, these things that I can say 
Um, if they're being said by a manager, then they're going to be taken personally. Well, this isn't about your outside of my doors. You can wear your pants how you want to. You can talk however you want to. Um, this is business. This isn't personal. This is my business. This is my livelihood. Um, more than that, it's yours because I pay you. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So when you bring an outsider in, their goal is to improve your business by any means necessary. Right. Because that is something now, wh- that watch- being on an inside, you probably can't do. Now, watch this now. That doesn't mean that you got to go when you, outside. doesn't mean that you got to go get a white American. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. That means someone outside of the business, not directly involved with the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you can business. hire any you color you want as long as they're knowledgeable. Right. You can they're hire anybody you want get, as long as they're know, knowledgeable in their area. Right. You're not going to go get the little girl who's, you know, just graduating high school to do this, who, you know, because she's your daughter friend. No, nah, you want to mm-hmm. go get somebody who's knowledgeable in it. Yeah. Again, black, white, yellow, whatever. The subject matter expert, point blank, period. No, you know, period. credentials only. You know, um, there's one theory that uh, we're still how blacks function every day. We're still impacted by the whole enslavement process. Um, you know, you've heard the term, um, Dick Gregory said, you've heard the term playing the dozens. Mm-hmm. Jones and on somebody. But Dick Gregory said, yeah. playing the dozens was during enslavement times. They would get 12 slaves or ancestors who had some kind of physical infirmment, like one may have had an amputated leg, uh, another one may have had other other kind of injury. Who knows what it, the injury may have been. But they would take, they, they were all handicapped, okay? And they would take those 12 slaves and slave ancestors and they would sell them at discounted prices. But also along with that, those same 12 people, they would berate each other because they had some kind of handicap and they would berate one another to feel better about themselves, you see. Mm -hmm. And that's how sometimes Mm -hmm. what we see, a lot of times, you know, people like to berate other people so they can lift their own self-esteem up. Uh, he said that's how that whole thing came about to a certain degree. And then our dietary habits have come from, some of our dietary habits have come from, uh, you know, an enslavement process, eating a lot of pork, eating a lot of other types of food that we typically didn't eat before we came over to the whole plantation mm-hmm. process, you know. So how we interact, our dietary habits. And also I heard that our perspective on work was affected also because, you know, our ancestors went through, centuries of work without being properly compensated. You know, this is you know, back-breaking work. The average age of a, of a slave was like 30 years old. So their perception of work may not have been the most positive as it could have been. I know when I was coming up, I don't hear this term at all, but I used to hear this term uh, when I'm going to, going to the, my slave. And what that meant was that they were going to the job. And they referred to the job as going to the slave, you know. So I hadn't heard that in a while, but that lets you know some of the perceptions of work were passed down from generation to generation to generation, even after the enslavement process had stopped. 
which is what, 1865. So do you think that may have had an impact in terms of how blacks view work that are still passed down from generation to generation? I do. I personally do. I, I was I'm, I was guilty of it, saying that I was, you know, tired of slaving for somebody else. And oh, I'm ready okay. to work for All me. Right. You okay. follow me? <laughs> right. And and right. and and with that, I made the steps to do so. And right. okay. although it seems as though um, I'm now slaving for myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's still <laughs> just that. You know, you're the master but, of your business, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I how, however, how, however, uh, I'm not entirely free because mm-hmm. now I'm right. enslaved to my business. Right. right. You follow me? Uh, I would mm-hmm. tell my wife that uh, sometimes I feel like I'm cheating on her with my business. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. You, you follow me? So the yeah, balance definitely. isn't there for, for me, but. Is recognized and the, and the shift is coming. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I can say is it does come down. Your work ethic also is passed down. I don't want to say hereditary, right. but it is right. also passed down. I guess tradition. So, mm-hmm. the with the mindset of slavery versus the mindset of you know what you got to go and handle your business. However, until you can do better, you do what you can do. Until you can do better, right. you know you may have to work, work under someone until you can work over someone. Right. Mhm. Mhm. So there's a whole lot of things that you know lead up to customer service. You know, just three things we just talked about: what is you know the enslavement process, finances, and, you know, just what else? What else mm-hmm. did we talk about? You know, there's some other things that we talked about. So there's a lot that goes into it that. You know, when a person shows up at, at your workplace, there's a lot of history behind why they're acting the way they're acting. You know. Mhm. Absolutely. But with training, with training, it do away with that history because now mm-hmm. we have a, one common cause. We have one bylaw. Mm-hmm. So whatever you got going on outside these doors, that's on you. Inside these doors, I'm gonna need you to have your uniform on properly. I'm gonna need you to smile. I'm gonna need you to to be respectful, mm-hmm. you know, and these are the criteria of respect. Right. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, or have a good day or good morning. Welcome to mm-hmm. so on. Right. And I think even even more important than that, I think it's important to be the culture that you're trying to create. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even if you are the you know the, the top man, you know, you're the master of your business or what have you. I think that when you walk in there and, you know, you got the, you got the high school kid that's coming in after school, um, it's okay to, to address them. Hey, Mr. Jones, boy, you know, how you doing? You know, put your book bag here and let's get to work. Um, mm-hmm. Get in there and grind it out with them. If you're trying to create a culture where um, it's respectful, um, not mm-hmm. – I mean, not only of yourself, but among others, uh, an, an, an environment that's clean, an environment that, you know, works hard and um, play harder. You know, you have to be what you're trying to create because you can't lead by example. People aren't going to want to follow you. Don't come in here and, and tell me, 
you know, and, and try and tell me about taking the trash out and you took all the trash out in your days and you do as I say, not as I do. Um, mm-hmm. This is your business. So you don't care enough about your business. Come in here and pick up a broom. Wash it up. Mm-hmm. Because you don't yeah. want to have, you know, even even as the owner, you don't want to have a slave mentality where you're treating them like they're your slave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They may not be investors in your business. They may not be your partners, but they are your partners in a sense because they're going to mm-hmm. help you keep your business running. So I think that we have to be the culture that we try to create. Right. I agree with that 100. percent So I I agree with that 100. percent I know that um, you do lead by example, and w- the way um, you greet somebody is infectious, right? Um, mm-hmm. What's said behind closed doors also can be infectious. You know, you may be like, "Man, I can't stand so and so," but then why when he come here you smile because he's a customer. You know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. still give him the mm-hmm. utmost. Respect for that reason. If you don't respect anything else, respect the fact that he's spending his money in here. You know what I mean? So you got to give him that that respect. And that's also teaching, you know, um, your subordinates, your coworkers, your, that it's business. It's always business. It's nothing to do with my personal feelings or belief. That's outside the door. It's business. So if no other reason, you respect this man because He's coming to add money to your check, essentially. Right. 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 And now, if you sit down and have a conversation with Mr. So-and-so, you may realize that that's just his personality. He don't mean any harm. He may be the nicest guy on this side of the Mason-Dixon. That's Mm -hmm. just his personality. You know, he don't mean no harm. Ms. Yeah. Quick, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, and and then you know, even in, in being in, in management, there's still that fine line um, where you don't want your experience with a customer or client be your employee's experience. So you you kind of refrain from talking about your experience with him or her. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I've even had situations where I've had customers come in and they were rude as all get out, but I got up and dealt mm-hmm. with them because why? I have more experience than my employees do. Why? Because mm-hmm. I've dealt with this person and I know he's not being a real a-hole um, on purpose. It, it, this is just how he is. You know, he, mm-hmm. you know, can't just can't help himself. So, those are times where, you know, you kind of step in and, and you do it um, to shield your employee and to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, they don't have that experience yet. Or, you know, at, at, at the very least, they see your interaction with the person. And if they ever have a bad experience, then they know how to handle it because they see you do it with nothing but grace right. all the time. Right. Right. That's the key. So my brother, did we answer that and question? Sometimes, sometimes you gotta, um, you know. Sometimes, as we talk about, you know, working, working hard. We don't, I don't get as much sleep as I need to, you know. 
And uh, when I don't get the sleep that I need, sometimes it makes me a little irritable. So if I have to, yeah. I'll go get an energy drink you know, <laughs> just to make sure that mm-hmm. my mood and temperament is correct. You know, because you know, some, sometimes, again, if I don't get the sleep I need, I'm going to be irritable, and that's going to be bad business for the, the, the customer, and it's not going to reflect well on me. So sometimes we have to go to the extra yard just to do something else to make sure we come off right, you know. So. Oh, absolutely, and that, and that comes with accountability, bro. And mm-hmm. I I can really applaud that. You know, you know what's going on with you. I don't know what's going on with you. All I know is I come here mm-hmm. for a service. You follow me? Right. So right. for you to say, you know what, I, I'm oh I'm a little off right now, you know. And we may even get off to a, to a rough start. And then you go get your energy drink and be like, you know what, bro, I apologize. I shouldn't have came off like that. Now right. having a rough day, right. and I apologize, and you know, come back and see us again. You follow mm-hmm. me? That can be the difference. Oh, yeah. That's that customer service oh, element that people forget. Just accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And my name is Eric. Y'all can call me Eric. That's my name. So. <laughs> but, uh, uh, my brother Eric. Uh, yeah. So. so I know if I don't get, I'll fall asleep at the wheel before you know because I didn't get to sleep. I was trying to get off the off ramp, but didn't make it in time. I was just worn out. So. I know how my body reacts when it doesn't get enough sleep. It can affect me physically and, you know, mentally and everything. So we got to do what we got to do, you know. <laughs> no, so. my, my wife still tell me, go take a nap. Go go, go do That's, something like, go eat, go fix your sandwich and go take a nap because mm-hmm. your mood, you, you follow me? Right. And right. it's good to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because uh, it's, it's it's funny how the mind works. It wants what it wants, you know. <laughs> well, you got to feed it in order for it to work. You got to keep mm-hmm. it fueled up. And you keep it fueled mm-hmm. up with rest. So you keep running the engine too hot, too hard, it's going to get hot. Oh, so yeah. you got to cool it off oh, when you yeah. rest. You got to right. keep it fueled up, and you keep it fueled up by eating. Right. 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 So. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I think that in part of that, um, you know, going without the proper mental rest or going without their proper um your proper meals throughout the day, um, I think that part of that is, is what he spoke on earlier, um, Eric spoke on earlier, which is um handed down from ancestors because, you know, I don't know how many days you know, you know when if we were working on a plantation or what have you, um, I'm sure they didn't get sick days or mental health days or you know yeah. rain, you know rain, sleet, or snow. Uh, they, I mean, some women probably just had babies and went out there and, and pulled potatoes out the field. Who knows? Um, so, so just that that work ethic right there. Um, is is ingrained in us, and and again, not not necessarily hereditary, but it's it's taught or it's learned in our culture, so that we we keep going, we push through, because this this is what we do. We get the job done, um, and we don't necessarily take the time to listen to our bodies and and sleep when it needs when it needs rest or eat properly mm-hmm. when it needs eat properly. And you mentioned something about. Um, the way that we eat, the, the pork and different things like that. Yeah, that is that is by far the hardest thing personally that, um, I mean, we deal with in every family, but 
for me personally, mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing that we've ever had to change is our eating habits because mm-hmm. um, this is this is what I grew up on. Like, you know, right. I don't know how to, I mean, I know how to make a salad, but I mean, it's just so, like we didn't grow up on salads every day. Like who eats salads mm-hmm. for lunch? What? You know, um, so right. it's like I can't get full off of that. But just having to change that and integrate um, more healthy foods, um, it's the hardest thing, you know, and, and yeah. that's something as simple as food choices being, you know, you wouldn't think it'd be so hard. It's like, okay, we're just going by a salad. But your body and your mind is telling you something different um, simply mm-hmm. because of how you grew up. Um, yeah. And so I find that, you know, some of these, um, I don't know if I want to call them inheritance, but um, things that, that has been passed on, from generation to generation, um, is is harder in in our community to to change. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know why, but it's it's more of a challenge to change and kind of break out of that mindset. We well, you know I heard one uh, person scientist say, you know, when our ancestors were working on the plantation, you had to have a certain amount of sugar and and salt in your diet just to work, you know. You know, if you mm-hmm. had low sugar, you didn't have the energy to do all that backbreaking work, you know. And what mm-hmm. would happen, you know, we would burn off that sugar and salt, you know. So it wasn't just sitting around laying around, you know. But as times went on, we maintained the same diet, but we didn't have that same physical physical activity to burn off the sugar and salt. Yeah. You know. So, but and again, our ancestors needed all that extra sugar and salt, salt just to make it through the day, you know. So mm-hmm. that's another. It's amazing, you know, how many things have just been handed down from generation to generation, you know, and and all that sugar and salt, as we know, uh, can affect our diet, can affect our health, and everything, you know. So, so. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. We 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 did. Uh, I really don't know how salt. How, the, bene, the, the, the beneficial attributes of salt, but mm-hmm. I do know uh, the beneficial attributes of sugar. Mm-hmm. Needed for energy. So, of, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But then again, mm-hmm. you can't sit around and eat these things or no. these ingredients and and sit around or lay around. Right. Right. Right, and um, like I said, our ancestors—they needed us, that sugar for the energy, and they would soon burn that that sugar off too. You know, so we're not doing the kind of. Well, what type of sugar they are doing, we they would... too? Mm-hmm. Don't forget that part. What type of sugar are What's we talking? Now? Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's also, you know, I'm sure it wasn't like this processed sugar. No, you, you, you know okay. what I mean. They probably getting it right. out the fields. Sugar cane, sugar cane, yeah, or. Sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It right. could be the difference. That's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, so it's it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> but you know, we yeah. gotta. I mean, we want change. We gotta bring about change. We got it. Got to start with mm-hmm. us, though. Even from right. the, the the respect ourselves aspect, mm-hmm. and that way. Mm-hmm. We can show someone else how to respect this from our diet. You know, if we eat right, yeah. 
and take care of ourselves, we're going to be right when we deal with other people to take care of them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they said every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. You know, that's the ratio. So, um, well, then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the body, like, and the thing about the body's gonna get its sleep in somehow, buddy. I know even when I take days off, I can't enjoy the day off because I'm so so sleepy and tired. I'm gonna end up taking naps, you know. <laughs> and then uh, and mm-hmm. I'm talking a, a ten minute nap turned into a four hour nap. Yeah, right, exactly. So, man, I slept all this time. <laughs> but the body's mm-hmm. gonna get what the body wants, you know, regardless. So what the body like needs. Said, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when I was like, I, I was sleeping on the highway. I was, I said, I can't go anywhere. I need to get hit this off ramp. You know, <laughs> I, I was so tired I couldn't even make it to the off ramp. And end up doing a 180 degree turn on the highway. You know, someone been behind us. Oh, you know, we've been killed. You know, but the body when it's shutting down, it's going to shut down. <laughs> so you know, so the funny thing about that is, I've had two instances. I had one instance where I didn't listen to my body. And I <laughs> dozed off on the road, hit the hit the doggone uh, emergency cone, and oh, went off into oncoming mm-hmm. traffic, and oh, you know wow. was able to to get out in time before right. this eighteen wheeler that was coming my way um, wow. hit me. Right. right, um, right. Then another time, another time, I actually listened to my body and took mm-hmm. a nap. Right. Only to realize that it was a huge accident on the road that I could have been in if I would have left at the time I would normally leave. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. right. So it all plays it all plays a part. Sometimes you know we don't know why God why God do it. Like he he had to teach me that lesson because I was one. I would get up off a couple hours of sleep and try to drive ten hours. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You, you follow yeah. me? Right, yeah. which was stupid because now. You know, when me and my family go on a trip and I drive, no, I'm going to make sure I'm rested up. Because, one, right. I got my family's lives in my hand. In there addition to mine, but I got my family more importantly. Right, right, right. So it was a lesson. That's it was right. a lesson for me. And I never do it, would do it again. <laughs> Lord knows. Yeah, man. That ain't yeah. really was, that was scary. Yeah, you know, and then at the other end, I've, I've fallen asleep at the wheel at the stop sign or, or red light, one of the two, you know, so that let me know right there whether I'm just driving in the city or I'm driving on the highway, you know, I got to get my Red Bull just to make sure I won't make some stupid error, you know, getting a wreck and people get killed and all this kind of carrying on, you know, but it all goes back oh, to got to treat our bodies right, you know. Absolutely. You got to respect your body. To me, it all mm-hmm. goes down to respect. You got to respect your body. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. So. But I can't expect you to respect me if I don't respect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's right. And that's in every regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just quick, anything? Yeah. Uh, no, nothing else for me. Thank you. She, she must get her sleep in, so she doesn't have anything to add. That's great. <laughs> hey, you, look, you, you said before 
the the hours before at twelve o'clock. Uh, I'm I'm three hours behind. I should have been in bed at eight thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> we get, we got to get that rest. But more importantly, we got to mm-hmm. go apply these things that we've learned tonight. We got to go right. ahead and try to make a difference. And you can't do that mm-hmm. without our body being refueled and rested. So well, with that being said, you know, I, right? If, I know it's so exactly. a more positive perspective and attitude about a situation. It can be the same situation. If I don't have enough rest, I, I think about it more negatively. If I have a proper amount of rest, I, I think about it more positively. You know. Mhm. I don't know the science behind it, but it seems like you can you can factor it in easier mm-hmm. when it's uh. When you fueled up right, versus yeah. when you when there's negative, it, it, when you when you already upset and everything else, it automatically shifts to the negative side. Yeah, when you yeah. when you have a right. negative headspace, you're not going to go and try to look at the bright side of things. Right, right. You'll be like, right. oh, one yeah. more thing to to go with this bad day, or what have yeah. you. You know. Right, right. So. Well, it's time for us to get up out of here and go to work. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, it was a beautiful conversation. Enjoyed it. Wish I had turned in earlier. Oh, feel free to call I'll back in, to my brother Eric. Oh yeah, I, I, I called him about two or three weeks ago. It was you and the, and the, the pastor? Yeah, I remember you. And I, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I got caught up the last couple of weeks. I'm glad I was able to get back on track today. Feel free. We're going to be here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to okay. continue to try to do our part to to rebuild. And teach and even learn in our community. Right. right. Again, exactly. it's pro, right. it's not anti. Right, right. There you go. There you go. Well, I wish both of y'all have a blessed day tomorrow and a blessed rest of the week. So, Thank you very Thank much. You. Same to you. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of. From the streets to the pulpit, I am your host at number one with my panel, Ms. Quick, and in the absence of Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin, um, are we being a black racist is what we were talking about tonight. If we keep it pro versus anti, there's no opportunity for our motivation or intentions to be misconstrued or shifted. But more importantly, God never, ever, ever said to love one more than another. He said, love your, your love your neighbors, period. But if you're going to claim to support all, you got to do your research. If you want my money, give me the best consistent service. You may have to go outside and hire a quality assurance officer but somebody to promote your business, to help your business, to help your brand. So that way it attracts everybody else. So that way there will never be a financial hardship, or I'm not going to say never, less likely to be a financial hardship because the service as well as the product is stellar. Keep that in mind. More importantly, keep focus on God, and God is the source to fulfill all those things and make sure that everything that you need, that your heart desire 
after singing the kingdom of God, is fulfilled. That's all I have. Love God. Love one another. Wash your hands. Be safe. Peace. But I know